honestly, I get annoyed with the long weekends or the holidays. I feel like they need to do this better. I'm more in favor of always having a three-day weekend whenever a holiday comes. So like a day like Canada Day or like Christmas, Boxing Day that has specific dates, I feel like what they should do is they should commemorate it. Everyone goes to work, goes to school or whatever. And then that weekend, we have like the Friday and then the Monday off, or we have like the Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday off. Do you have any feelings about that? Because honestly, I going to work for one day was, in my opinion, one of the stupidest things that could possibly happen. No, I agree with you 100%. I think that if you, hey, maybe the first weekend in a month is this day, do that. But like having, I had to book Friday off for Canada Day, so um, yeah, it it sucked that I had to use a vacation day because I wasn't going. I back actually to work on did, Friday. and like the you know like what I do, and that job is kind of hit or miss because some places were closed on the weekend or on Friday, some places were open on Thursday, so then it's like all our hours don't match, and some people were off the Thursday Friday, so it's just how do you get to get any work done it just seems like half the people are open half of them are closed it's kind of like a saturday or a sunday so they should just make it something pretty simple for us yeah uh but it does give you the opportunity to have an even longer weekend like look at myself i have four days but technically you could just take the holiday day off you know but go back into work and no just for one day no i mean like they always give us those days off so, like, you see, like, the let's say Christmas is on, like, 25th or, like, a Tuesday, and then the Wednesday is Boxing Day. Maybe they should just give us a Thursday, Friday off, and then if you actually want to take those days off, similarly to what you did now, where you took the Friday off, you just take the 25th and 26th off, so then you have that weekend. But just for, like, ease, I feel like it just flows better. Like, I think the... Uh, Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving is probably one of the best holidays because they give them the Thursday and then like the Friday off from what I've been told. Yes, yes. Now, a uh, question. What if we um we just got rid of Canada Day and turn into another holiday? Because since a lot of people are trying to cancel it. Like, I, I told you, man, I, I know that that's the day that they founded the country, but what is so special about this day as opposed to any other day? You know, like, it could just be anything. You know, I feel like now we're starting, people are starting to open their minds. People are starting to actually read a little bit more and listen to people that have felt like they've not been heard. Um, so now that we see all these issues, maybe we just need to reevaluate, like, the, the name of days or, like, how we celebrate certain days. I feel like that should happen as you start to get better or like more informed as a society. Very true. Very true. Well, thank you guys for listening again to the knowledge and nonsense podcast. Today's episode 12. I'm, I'm following with my Italian uh, Dodici. They won yesterday. So <laughs> dudes, 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 dudes. Honestly, I'm going to start checking you just to make sure that you're actually saying the right things. But like I, 
honestly, like when I, I like the numbers, like undici, dodici, those sound they sound cool. I don't know why, but I like saying it. So when Italy wins, you you go down there, you celebrate with them. To be honest, I, I was telling people about this. Italy is like the team that you either love or you hate. Like I being Ghanaian, I know how much pride most Ghanaians have for being Ghanaian. So I I respect like teams like or nationalities like the Italians, the Portuguese, the British, you know, like how prideful they are. Even like Jamaicans, they're like Trinis, like Ghanaians, like whenever you are in the presence of one of them, you know that they are. So I appreciate the pride. I will not be celebrating with them if they win. Because again, uh, like honestly, I, I feel like the the way the tournament's going, it's gonna be them versus England, and we'll see what happens. But England plays today, so they just I hope they don't make me a liar. Now, quick question, um, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna segue it a little bit. Um, do you think that the World Cup, Euro Cup, even the Olympics, do you think it promotes um, segregation? I feel to some degree, maybe. Because there's so much pride in those competitions. And I guess like it's like you saying that your country is better than another country. And especially in places that aren't as diverse, I definitely think it promotes. Um, normally when you see like a team like the Chinese team, um, let me think of another, like the Jamaican team. Um, a lot, obviously, like a lot of, like, I feel like most countries are like, it's like there's not much diversity amongst their team. So if you win a lot of trophies, that basically means that you're saying that your people are better or maybe you just are. Yeah, I think, I think it does a, an, an amazing job at promoting division. I think they got to change it somehow. Um, maybe not do countries and just do top athletes, but take out Oh, Usain Bolt is from Jamaica. LeBron James is from but, um How would that America. how would that work for team sports? Like how would you make a team? I I guess you just try out for a different team. That that's kind of like what happens in uh, soccer. It happens a lot in soccer. Like somebody so like for example, I'm born in Canada, but my parents are both from Ghana. So technically I'm Canadian. Um, by passport and by birth but if I wanted to if I was a really good soccer player and the Ghanaian national team wanted me because both my parents are from there I can do that and there's players all over the place like I this guy America Laporte he's a French person but he played in Spain I believe so then he or he had one parent that's Spanish one or the other nonetheless he's able to declare and play for the Spanish team because the French team never picked him up. There's a lot of people that could do that. Like even like someone like a Messi, because he spent so much of his youth in Spain, even though he's born in Argentina, he could represent Spain or he could have. Yeah. They need to, I personally feel like they need to get rid of this because, um, I remember, uh, at to be, again, I'm not, you're, you're into the soccer book. Remember that guy who did that, uh, racial uh thing with his hand when he scored a goal oh yeah like i think it was in the 2018 world cup 
the I don't know if it happened recently. I think I heard it happened recently, but for sure it happened in yeah. the 2018 World Cup where these the Swiss players they were doing something after they beat Serbia because they were Albanian by uh, birth, I guess, or by parents. So then they did something that got everyone going up crazy. But those countries, they have some deep issues. Like, they have some serious beef. So yeah, yeah. if th- they do these things, it, it kind, I guess it kind of makes sense to a degree. They, I think they just need to kind of change up the format. Um a little bit, a little bit. Maybe do, maybe have the Olympics, but just within your continent, maybe. But not like if America plays China in a sport, you know, there's going to be some tension in that. Uh, you like, like in sports, I like tension. I like it because I feel like people play harder. I feel like there's more dramaticism. It's, 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 it's more exciting. Like, you know, like we all thought that LeBron James and Steph Curry didn't like each other. That's what made those finals so exciting. You know what I mean? Like we like to see stuff like that. I guess, but I think that they need to figure out a way. Cause it's too much hate. Like I remember there was a volleyball game, I believe I saw it on social media and I was reading up on it a little bit, but, um, I, a team played against an Asian, I think it was an Asian team. And then they did the whole, like they had their eyelids and they pulled it to the side. Um, and <laughs> that I'm stuff like, is crazy. Yeah, that stuff's yeah crazy. like what's, what's the purpose of doing that? So it promotes division. I think they need to revisit it, but the way how the world is, all their mindset is if it's not broken, don't fix it. That's so true. they're just going to leave it alone. So, but speaking of division, um, the French national team in the Euro tournament, they did lose. They were the favorites of the tournament. I feel like in almost everyone's eyes, they lost a game um, 3-3. It was tied. They lost in penalties 5-4 to the Swiss national team. That game was crazy. But because at the start of the game, Switzerland got a goal. They missed a penalty shot. France scored three straight goals. Then all of a sudden, everything turned. Switzerland came back. There was a couple of plays that, let, that I guess had a very significant impact. So Paul Pogba, he lost the ball at the halfway line. Um, they had a counterattack. I think it was poor defense, but you can blame Pogba for losing the ball. They score a tied 3-3. In the penalty shootouts, the best player on the French team, uh, Kylian Mbappe, he hasn't scored a goal the whole tournament. People feel like he's a little bit cocky. He was the last penalty taker, missed a penalty shot. The reason why I explain all this is because one of the players, Adrian Rabio, his mom attacked the families of Paul Pogba and of Kylian Mbappe as a result of these, um, I guess, glaring errors that resulted in them losing. I just personally think that this is, in, this is crazy. I, I get how you could be frustrated knowing that your team loses a game that they probably should have won. But like to take it out on the families of the player is just crazy to me. Now, I have a couple of questions to ask you before I make my decision on this topic. First okay. question is, um, the, the two players that made the mistake, um, for our fans, just in case they don't, they didn't watch the game. Were they both black? Were they, what were they? 
Okay, so Pogba is black, yes. Um, and uh, Kylian Mbappe is, I believe, Algerian and Cameroonian descent, so he is black too, yes. Okay, and the mom was white, correct? <laughs> yes, she was white, yes. Okay, so yeah, that it's not a good look right there. Yeah. Um, second thing, <laughs> regardless of her being the mom, was her criticism right? Okay, so for the Pugba loss, I honestly think that, yes, that that turnover was very, very bad. But if you look at the defense, uh, Presnel, Kimbape, oh my goodness, that was horrible, horrible defense. Like, honestly, as when I used to coach soccer, if I ever saw that, like, I would literally take that player out. So it was horrible wow. defense because like it was it was so glaring. He uh, challenged a guy like way too early. Anyways, it, like it was a bad mistake for Pogba and for Kylian Mbappe. Like he's very very good. He is very very cocky. It seems like so when you miss those type of shots, it is it doesn't look good. When you're that cocky, it comes across as that cocky. Now, last question. Her son, is he good? Her son is good. He's not, he's not on the same level as Pogba or Mbappe, but he's good. Does he, like, he, he comes on the field, or is he one of those dudes? No, that... like, so those guys, Mbappe and Pogba, have been on the national team. So Pogba's been on it for a while. Mbappe has been on it at least since the last uh, World Cup. And um, Rabiot was, he was like not really on the team at a period of time. But then now he's like, he, he, he played like the whole game or every game they played. So he's like actually part of the team now. Okay. So uh, thank you for answering my question. So my conclusion is that I'm on the fence, to be honest, because her criticism to me, it sounds, and again, you're not a biased person when it comes to observing sports games but i except for when it comes to Kyrie, but that's a different topic <laughs> but her criticism was fair but the way she attacked the parents i think she's a little wrong for that but at the same time if anyone could criticize and talk to the parents it would be another parent a same person in her in their shoes so i think it's somewhat fair i don't know exactly what she said word for word but i do think it's a little fair my whole thing is like you should not cause any friction amongst a team because the players ended up fighting or arguing at least on the field after that whole thing i guess that's what possibly caused the parents to get involved Nonetheless, like you want some sort of unity. This, like I, I, I know you know I know about soccer, so like it's not, it's it's not rare to hear about the French national team having beef or like the Dutch national team having beef. Like they almost always have beef amongst themselves. I don't know why their teams are always really good, but they just always are fighting. So. I guess this just falls in line with their past history. They're always fighting, but now it's just the parents. And, but Ron, at the same time, it's like this. I can't talk to you about baseball because I'm not in the same level knowledge in baseball as you. 
But when it comes to basketball, we can hold a conversation. I can tell you if you're wrong in basketball. You can tell me if I'm wrong in basketball. So I think it's fair. And you said, and again, that player does seem he has a, a pass when it comes to being bossy, cocky. Um, so for her to say, yo, tell your son to fix up, come correct, I don't, I don't see anything. If it was just a regular fan whose kid is not playing, that's fair. But it's another parent whose kid is playing. I think it's a fair criticism. And Ron, you got to remember, when you lose, tensions are high. I know. It's been, like That's probably why it's even something that became a talking point. Because the way that that game went, France should have won. It was in, To me, it was embarrassing. I, I felt like they were going to lose. There, when it was 3-1, the French team, it, it then turned to 3-2. They started substituting players. And I've seen them do this before. I think it was a 2006 World Cup, the final. The French team, they just started substituting players that would have scored penalties for them if they were able to play up until the penalty, but they kept substituting them. So I just got this vibe. I'm like, why are they acting like the game is over? They're only up by one goal. And then boom, they score. And now you have to think about who's going to take penalties. Ultimately, they only missed one, the last one, the most important one, so they lost. Well, they got, uh, what, four more years? Two years till World Cup, four no, more years next till... year. Because remember, oh, COVID. COVID, yeah, so yes, next year, yes, so yes. we'll see. But uh, staying on this topic of soccer, it's just reported that Lionel Messi's last contract in U.S. dollars was four years, $674 million. <laughs> like this makes no sense to me how he could make this much money uh, and he was last year he was mad and wanted to leave if i was making this kind of money i would just stay what ron sometimes money isn't everything ron i feel like yo, know, once you're rich and you got to remember he's He's rich and he's famous. So he's probably he he's probably the type of guy that just wants to relax. He's been doing this for years. Years. So he probably he's probably tired. He just wants to be happy. So once you have everything, you're you're good. But like normally to see an athlete make this kind of money, you have to like there's usually sponsorship deals, you know, like like that's the only way they ever make this type of money to just be making this off your contract he's one of the best soccer players of all time one of like he is going to be getting a non-stop sponsorship deals i do feel to some degree the fact that he doesn't speak english does hurt him a little bit but then even english speakers know that he's one of the greatest soccer players you know yeah. so like if you put him on like uh, Adidas or like I think it was Emirates that he's a sponsor for, like people will just know it's messy. To be making that kind of money off your your soccer deal, yeah, honest. Like basketball players, baseball players, like they we used to think that they make a lot, but now hearing this, I know that the soccer like I always felt that soccer operated in different numbers than in North American sports, but this is insane. I honestly I'm gonna segue it a little bit, but I do feel like NBA athletes will look at this. I'm, you know what? Not even NBA, NBA, NFL, MLB. They're gonna look at this and they're gonna say, "Whoa, I am the Messi of my league." 
I am the Messi of North America on the eastern side of the world. Why am I Western. not making... Western. West. Oh, sorry, sorry. West, West, West. <laughs> my bad, my bad. You know, never eat sour worms. My bad. Um, you know, we used to do the compass thing in school. No, yeah. no, I never did it. I, I knew oh. my distance or mm. the thing direction. Sorry, sir. Um, but um, <laughs> I think they're going to take a page out of this. They're going to say, hey, how can I maximize? Because let's be real. A guy like LeBron, a guy like Sidney Crosby, a guy like, um, who's Joe's favorite player again? Um, the quarterback, Payne, uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, those guys should be should not be making the same money as any other player in the league. So they're going to really, really look at this and say, "Hey, I need to somehow maximize it." I know those guys are on their tail end of their career, but the way how sports is taken offense is even more now like you see in hockey more goals basketball points are being scored more um i feel like they're going to take a page out of this to maximize their their pockets i just don't think it's possible in north american sports and the reason is i've read a couple of books on like the business of sports and soccer or soccer in general so the north american sports focus on making money Whereas in the soccer world, especially in Europe, teams have to choose between trying to make money and winning. And the teams that focus more on winning don't always make as much money as the teams that focus on making money because they're always spending money on players or spending money on like everything. So that's why something like the European Super League was even proposed because these teams were trying to control the amount of money that they were making they wanted to make more money essentially so it's not gonna it, to be honest i don't think it would happen in north american sports at all because like every team wants to make money and there's no way they're going to be paying one player 674 us million dollars like it's not it's not happening i think it can i think i think especially with mlb and nba not really nhl but i do see it happen with those two sports Due to the fact that they have the same, um, it, in every area, they can match soccer. In. But to look, this. okay, so just, uh, sorry for cutting you off. I just want to say something. Like $674 million is the, uh, basically the amount some teams make right now in a year. This is including salaries and all of that. So this is like profit. So can you imagine if that profit was spent on one player? How are you going to build the team? Well, you got their stadiums are like 10 times bigger. Well, not 10 times, but they're a whole lot bigger. But I'm just thinking like um, just in every, in every sector, NBA and, and um, MLB can match soccer. When you come to iconic players, they have that check mark. Um, historic franchises, they have that check mark um memorabilia merch they have that as well so i think they maybe maybe not to the level of 600 million for four years but maybe 300 million for four years or even a little bit three years they can work something out not to the level of soccer but close i think that they're they're basically reaching their peak most of their money comes from tv um so with that being said 
only really people in North America watch these sports to that level. So that's why I don't think it would happen. Whereas Barcelona, you go everywhere, they have fans. You know, it's not necessarily the same thing for teams in like the NBA or in North American sports in general. But now, I could be wrong. Now, what if, what if, last question about this, what if the NBA, because I know the NBA had talks about this, what if the NBA became more of a um, global league? So um, they had teams in the NBA that are located in like that Barcelona team, the Barcelona, the Israel team. What if those teams joined the NBA? Do you think it, it could reach that level? I, I, I don't think so because the majority of the NBA is like the league that everyone wants to play in. And those other leagues, they don't operate in the same way as the North American teams do. I feel like in Europe, like, um, I guess like in places like Israel, that would be Asia. Um, the way that people operate there in sports is more about development and a lot less like about, you know, just always winning. Um, so these kids that join the team, they come at a young age. So someone that's playing from Barcelona, they're professionals at like 14, 16 years old. The NBA model doesn't allow teams to do that, you know? So like so they're not operating. Exactly. And that's, they have to play in the NCAA at least for one year a professional. You know what I mean? So like the way, they're not focused as much on developing the players until they reach the pro level. Whereas in Europe... And other places, they develop the players up to that point. And then, like, you see someone like Aluka, when he's 18, he leaves. You know, so he's been professional for three years already. And then when it's time to make his money, he's, or for the team that he was on, he ended up bouncing. He went to the NBA to make more money. So I don't think that it would help. True. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, um, something else that um, you did mention that I wanted to talk about, um, the, the article that you had sent me about unvaccinated people facing possible stigmatization in the workplace when we get back to, you know, regular life. You know, we see that right now we're slowly getting back to somewhat regular life. So when we go back to the office, there's all these questions that people have about what to do with unvaccinated workers. Me personally, I've heard, you know, people talking about their concerns about people that are unvaccinated. I'm assuming you have. I, yeah, it's, it's a fair argument. I just, um, like, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they go about this. Some of the articles I've read, they've said things like, peop, unvaccinated people should be required to wear masks. Um, some people have suggested that they segregate the workspace so that they're separated from the vaccinated people. People have even said about not allowing unvaccinated people in common areas so that people are comfortable. But then people feel that this can cause problems due to the fact that you are separating everyone or you have distinct rules for people that are unvaccinated, which would then allow everyone to know that you aren't unvaccinated. And they've also mentioned that people that deal with clients, because a lot of clients don't feel comfortable going to people that are unvaccinated, people may be terminated. Well, I think termination is a bit extreme. I do feel like um, this is something serious. But my whole question is, if you're vaccinated, 
isn't it the whole once you're vaccinated you don't got to worry about it anymore so why are vaccinated people worried about being around people who are not vaccinated you're safe you got the vaccine I don't know, like, I've read articles where, and I, I need to read more on this, I'll, I'll be fair, just to make sure that the sources are legitimate. I've heard that, like, people that do, are unvax are vaccinated, sorry, they can still contract it. It's just that the consequences aren't the as severe as when you're somebody that's not vaccinated. Yeah. The thing, the question that I need to clear up, because I've seen it both said both times, or both ways sometimes they say that people can transfer it so even though you can't get you won't get as sick you can still pass it on to somebody that's not vaccinated and then some people say that when you are when you are vaccinated that you don't necessarily pass it on to other people it's like asymptomatic and you won't pass it on so like i that's something i just need to read to clear up but in those situations, obviously, there are people that can't be vaccinated, whether it be for medical reasons or, you know, religious reasons. So I guess these people are probably thinking about those people that they may come in contact to contact with. Like if you have a family member that can't get the vaccine for a reason, you don't want to, you know, go to a workplace, deal with an unvaccinated person. Then all of a sudden you transfer it to the person in your home that can't take the vaccine. My only thing is that, like, I feel like as long as the unvaccinated people are being responsible, you know, like wearing their masks, not, you know, just touching stuff, like going all over the place, doing whatever they want. I feel that everyone should be fine. It shouldn't be that big of a deal, but you never know in this day and age, like everything is becoming very polarizing. You're on the one side or the opposite side. That's it. There's no middle ground, no level for reasoning. I... Okay, so I see like this, and and I I did hear the same thing. I heard that even if you do have the vaccine, you can still get it, um, but again, it's not as harsh. Just exactly what you said. Now, if that's the case, vaccine or no vaccine, you can still get the virus. It just it's the level of damage it does to your body. Because of that, everyone should still be treated the same, because there's no real. Okay, I can be in a room full of vaccinated people, but I can still contract the virus while I can be in a room with non-vaccinated people and they may not even get the virus. So because of that, treat everybody the same. If we, when the workplaces are open, social distance, everybody wear a mask. Everybody vaccinated or not vaccinated. But, or just keep everybody from home. Um, the one thing that annoys me the most um, is when I read a few articles they're mentioning how a lot of workplaces are trying to create some type of some type of incentive to get people um, to get vaccinated. Now, I know I did make a joke in the past about like the mayor and, you know, different politicians saying, hey, you know, if you if you uh, get the vaccine, you can get a free burger and a beer. That's cool, you know, but. When it comes to your job, your the thing that helps you, you know, make money so you can pay your bills, put a roof over your family's head, and they're creating some type of incentive. What if you don't feel comfortable? And then, you know, they put you in a very, very awkward and disturbing position. That I feel like politicians can do it because if you say no, there's no real percussions, repercussions for not getting the vaccine. But workplaces should really, really stay away from created some form of incentive to get the vaccine 
like it's just because they don't want to deal with the potential backlash like there are things like termination without cause like if it's that big of a problem which i do foresee because just listening to people talk like i've been in like uh employee town halls i've talked to people outside of uh work that i work with and there are people that have legitimate concerns being in the office with unvaccinated people so the company is probably looking at it like, you know what, we don't want to deal with this problem. We don't want to have to listen to people always complaining about the fact that somebody is, you know, not vaccinated or not feeling comfortable. So then they're just going to try to encourage whoever to, you know, get the vaccine. It's, it's a weird one, man, because if you like if they start saying that if you don't get vaccinated, you can you're going to be terminated, that'd be serious. Like they, they there's even mention um, about school campuses like all over the place where if you want to stay on residency, you have to be vaccinated. And if you're not vaccinated, you have to get vaccinated. You know, like it's just like it, it just seems like this is the world that we're heading towards where you are going to be discriminated if you're not vaccinated. Regardless if you have a reason for it, a legitimate or not, or illegitimate. We saw it already with the masks. A lot of people didn't want to wear them and they got ridiculed all over the place. Um, so it's just a matter of time. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully that this, this is dealt with properly. But at the end of the day, people have to use some sort of like sense. You know, people, you Agreed. when you're sick, stay home, period. End of story. Like we used to have an environment where they encourage people to, you know, work through, you know, sickness or pain or whatever. No, now if you're sick, stay the hell home so that you don't get anybody else sick. Take care of yourself. You know, if you're a little bit okay, work from home because almost every company now has the infrastructure to work from home. I Okay, so two things I do want to say. One I know uh, workplaces, when they hire somebody with a disability, um, it might be mobility, mobility, might be vision. Those are the two most common examples I know of. I know workplaces have to make adjustments to help them at work. So if someone doesn't want to take the vaccine, shouldn't this act, this policy taken, be taken um, up if someone doesn't want to take the vaccine, uh, maybe have them work from home? give them the proper equipment. That's one thing. Um, the second thing is that um, you did mention, oh man, it completely slipped my mind. But no, let's just, that question, what do you think about that though? I think that what you're saying makes sense, but then it's all about why you're not getting vaccinated. You know, that's essentially the issue. People look at it like a safety concern. Whereas somebody that has a disability, it's a safety concern for that specific person and you don't want to discriminate that person. So you make adjustments. I just feel like the way that they've kind of made the vaccine rollout look, it's your choice to take it, but you should take it. And if you don't take it, it seems like you're being selfish. So everyone that looks at you now is like, this guy's being selfish or this girl's being selfish. That's why they don't want to take it. And yeah. That's why I said, like, all this times, like, anytime we talk about it, it's like, they have to watch how they push this stuff. Because the way they're pushing it is that they're literally dividing people. You're either with it or you're not with it. And that's it. There's no two ways. There's no room for discussion. It's like you're with it or you're not. 
it's 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 crazy and like it conversations when you're not vaccinated are not comfortable you know like when you're not like everyone wants to talk about the vaccine everyone wants to say why you should take it it's just like man like have you even asked why not and then if you explain why not they don't really care they still want you to take it yeah i i now i remember my point so when you said um our you know we we were raised in a generation where if you were sick you still go to work now remember ron when i said i want to run to be a politician i said more sick days so we need to get more sick days i feel okay? like there should be no no that's that's true like if you if i'm sick and i can't come into work i shouldn't feel like i'm gonna lose my job but like that's the world that we lived in before. If they can make accommodations, then so be it. Make them. Five to six sick days is not enough, especially if you have children. It, like, just having COVID alone, you're out for 14 days. So you're, you're, you ran out of sick days, right? And then my second part is, Ron, what is being sick? Because let's be real. Um, I read those you know, those, those papers that are posted all over on the internet of different symptoms um, to look out for in case you have the virus. Ron, I went to work, not during COVID, because I work from home, but before COVID with those same symptoms, and I was still fine. So like, what is being sick to the level of not going into work? Because if I have the sniffles, if I have a runny nose, if I'm coughing, but if I can still move and drive and talk and sit up, I'm working. So that's the thing. I feel like it just depends on the person. Personally, when I get sick, I am legitimately sick. Like I am out of commission. That's something that is consistent amongst my parents, me. I've seen it in my siblings. When we're sick, we are sick. So like there's no middle ground. So I don't necessarily have that issue. I guess it's all subjective, you know, and maybe that's the issue that people are having with unvaccinated people. It's like, it's subjective. If you feel like, okay, you could still technically be sick, like, okay to do stuff, like you have the sniffles, like it could be the beginnings of something. And I, I'm pretty sure that you can still, someone, you could still pass it along to somebody. So maybe just, you know, err on the side of caution now, as opposed to not, because you can, still technically can work from home. If you're feeling a little bit sick, I'm pretty sure you can say, hey, boss, or hey, uh, whoever, this is the situation. I'm not feeling 100%. I just want to make sure that I don't get anyone sick. I'll stay home today, but I'll work from home. And then if you get sicker, you just let them know. True. Yo, uh, on, a, on a side note, I do want to tell a story about when I was sick. Um, when we were in school, we had, um, we had an afternoon class started, I think, at 11 or 12. Um, on a Wednesday in the auditorium. It was like health, it was like health and safety in our program. Um, so what happened was I wasn't feeling the best. So usually what I do is if, if I feel like something's coming, um, like a sickness, I would go to Shoppers Drug Mart and get some flu medicine. So I bought some flu medicine, I took it, and that was when I was still taking the, the transit. So I was falling asleep and I don't know what's going on. In class, couldn't focus. And then I realized, I think, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if you were there that day, but I was showing it. I think I showed it to like Joe and Kevin and 
they're like, yo, bro, why are you taking this? I'm like, why? What happened? Like, I'm, I'm not feeling well. They're like, yo, this is sleep medication. I'm like, sleep? It doesn't say anything about sleep. But then I saw the little moon at the side. Yeah. And that was, Ron, they got to they gotta be a little bit more. No, like, no, no. They're pretty clear. It says nighttime and it's no. like a black bottle. And then it's like daytime is like white. No, Ron, no, Ron. This, I'm not going to even diss the, I'm not going to mention the brand because this brand, it helped me a lot. But Ron, it didn't say night or day. It just had the moon on the side and it got me confused. <laughs> so people, when you pick, when you buy medication, please read it because you, it's a good thing I was on the transit. You know, I wasn't on the, you know, I wasn't driving. So it's really, really good. But please double, double check. That's what most people do. You were just reckless that day. Yeah, no, Ron. I was glitching because we were in the auditorium on the first floor by the uh, by the lunch area. I know. And you I know, know how it's it's on that that angle, yo, Ron. I felt like I was gonna like, tip over. <laughs> oh my goodness. This guy's a fool, man. Oh man. Well, another thing that we saw recently, like uh, twenty thirty five. Canada is trying to make sure that all new cars and light-duty vehicles that are sold uh, will be zero-emission vehicles, meaning, you know, Tesla is going to be making big bucks. Also, like, all you can kind of see it already, uh, like Chrysler, or no, Chevy, Ford, um, they're starting to do it. Like, Toyota has been doing it, but I feel like all these companies are starting to go that route. I, I guess it makes sense, but yeah, you go on. Oh, I like the idea, man. It's, it's, those cars are, they're better. It's less mechanical work. Um, they were also in that, uh, read, when I was reading up on it, they also mentioned an incentive. So like, if you buy the car, you'll get like two, between 2000 to 5000 Yeah, there's back. a rebate. Yeah, a rebate. So, hey, that's pretty sick, but. um. But that's right now. Like, if everyone has to get it, is there still going to be the same rebate? You know, I don't think so. I think once they reach a certain number, it'll probably be removed, um, that rebate. But, um, you know, those cars, they're not as loud. You know, they don't make a mess on your driveway. I, I like it. I, I like it. You, do you like it? I think that they're, they're, they're cool. Like, Right now, those cars are somewhat expensive, somewhat hard to come by, if you want a Tesla. So I'd be intrigued. Like, I, I got a, a Jetta not too long ago, and I was hoping to drive this thing until it had no more legs. But I guess I, I, guess I should have enough time to, you know, transition over. But at the end of the day, it's, it, it seems to be good. They seem to be very, you know, pro- environment in this sake i am pro environment too so it does make sense to just transition over to this type of vehicle now on the topic of environment and pollution this is how i see it and give me any feedback if i'm wrong or anything is pollution is this really like because they want to they want to save the environment but i see it like this wrong someone could be super super healthy never smoke never drink, they exercise, but when you get older, your body naturally breaks down. The planet, Earth, is a living thing. So won't it eventually start breaking down? And when you break down, 
these you know the ice caps are melting there's a lot of earthquakes is it couldn't couldn't that be just part of the lifespan of the planet because we see it all the time planets we hear it you know i don't like sometimes i'll watch like things on youtube about space and the galaxies and the milky way and different universes and they talk about planets you know blowing up and they reach their the end of their lifespan so could it not be the same thing for earth as well it's not necessarily planets blowing up it's normally stars but stars yeah, yeah. no that's fine like i i do kind of like agree with what you're saying to a degree it is a living thing it is something that is very old and it should be impacted but like your whole body argument like you know you can go to the gym eat healthy and be good um some people don't and you see the impacts of that so things like pollution you know not taking care of the environment killing animals you know destroying like green spaces you know just building houses everywhere like that type of stuff only makes it worse so like an 80 year old that can still go to the gym versus an 80 year old that smoked you know ate mcdonald's every single day you know like there's a huge difference so it, it seems like what they're trying to do is they they finally realize the error in their ways but it's such a drastic change that they need time to implement it and money is a big thing it's not like they're buying these cars for us so it's not like people are going to be able to just drop all of a sudden and go and buy an electric vehicle. So this just in, like essentially encourages them to increase production because, hey, this is what their goal is at the end. Um, they're trying to improve the environment or at least make sure that the impact that they've had is not as dramatic. 10, uh, it'll be 13 years down the line or 14. My math is so off, man. <laughs> Now, now, sh hey, everybody, I'm going to spit some knowledge to everyone. You hear how everything is going. We are moving. Trend is your friend until the end. Okay, there's this guy that I listen to when it comes to stocks, and he always says that trend is your friend until the end. So we know that electric cars are trending. So go out and buy some, elec some uh, electric car company stocks. A great one is NEO. Symbol, N for Nancy, I for India, O for Oscar. Okay, I just spelled it out phonetically for you. So N, I, O, it's still $50. I bought it when it was at $30. And it's just going to keep climbing up. It will be the next Tesla. So you guys, please go out and buy it. Go, go Where now. was this advice, man? Like, I just started investing and I've not gotten it. I got one tip from you about day trading. That was it. Thank, thank you for letting me know now. When oh, it's fifty dollars, man. Thanks. No, get that. Yo, I even bought Ford and cheese. What? Price yeah, Ford, Ford and Chevy. Like they're doing it, and I read somewhere yeah. that the whole American, um, like every government official, their vehicles are gonna be either Ford or Chevy, one or the other. I can't. I need to read that again. But if that's the case, if they're all transitioning to electrical or you know, zero emission vehicles, and that is the contract that the U.S. government has, that means that they're going to have to get rid of all the cars, sell all the cars, like, like stuff like that is stuff that, like, you, you know, I, I wish I learned from my friend Mike. Well, geez, this guy, where's my sunglasses? 
Where Girl, I'm they? shady? Come on, man. You you Where were getting at me for not nice. for saying I wasn't gonna help you for trades in fantasy. This but man's not helping when it comes to money. No, no, but I did. Right? I used to. Now this right. man's when it comes to money, this guy's just holding out all the information. I I, I will I will spread the wealth a bit more. My bad. But you know, before it, I bought it at ten dollars, and right now uh, it's at fourteen ninety three. So. I'm going to hop on that on Monday morning. Yeah, well, it took a little dip um, since Thursday, but it, it should bounce. After, you know, after every holiday, what I notice, the, the stocks kind of, I, I don't know, I guess everyone feels nice coming back from the holiday. So it goes up by 2-3% on average, and 2-3% could be an average of, it could be a couple of hundred dollars for somebody. It all matters how much you invest in, so... Fair enough, man. But yeah, I'm gonna. I, I maybe you should uh, make this a weekly thing where you're always just you know giving us uh, stock tips, man. Ooh. Oh man. But then if everything goes bad, whew. no, no, no. But at the end all of the day, all that smoke you know, is going your way. All I have to say is, you know, I bought companies that haven't done well, right? I even did an option trade and I lost money on. I lost like I think. Uh, like close to a hundred dollars on it because I have to buy the contract. But other than that, like if you just do it smart, you do your research, you just don't listen to what people say, but you take in, you say, okay, this is a good company. Let me do some research in it. And you always got to look down the road, down the road. Um, but right now it is very, very, the market is very volatile because of this pandemic. So um, you have to have, patience everything is long term right now everything is long term so fair enough man one other thing to touch on bill cosby's been released from prison jeez yeah i guess it's it's like a technicality of sorts that um got him released but um how do you have any feelings about it um i'm a little biased because i really like bill cosby again i if he again those those individuals that were hurt uh during that whole time frame um i do wish them all the best um but again it's so hard like the whole he says she says the me too movement i honestly i'm not there so i don't know what happened right it i'll be honest it's hard to believe that Bill Cosby would do this. Remember, he's known as the American dad. So it is hard for, for me to believe he would do this. Plus, you got to remember, like, the man is rich. So, like, wouldn't he just use his money to buy certain things um, for his pleasure, his wants, his needs? That's how I see it as. But, again, you know, I don't know him. So I can't defend him or, oh, he will never do anything. Like, I can't do that. Um, but he looks happy, you know, and honestly, like he has done so many great things. I don't think it would, I think part of it was that because he was such a good person to the people's eyes, they couldn't have him die in jail. Like that's always the thing, right? Like there's the image that you put out there or the image that's out there. And based off things like the Cosby show, like. The image of him is like a good, like, uh, like he's America's dad, essentially. So to hear that he's doing all this stuff in the background is kind of like, what? Like, this is crazy. 
the fact that he got out, man, like, it's just, it said that his sentence was three to ten years. That was the maximum that he could be in for ten years. So I guess the three years is where they said it. He is a celebrity at the end of the day. You know, he does have money. So it kind of makes sense why he got out. But to the victims, as you mentioned, it like, you know, or they have their concerns and grievances with this too. So we got to empathize with them. But at the same time, he did do part of the sentence. So it's like, there's not much you could argue in that frame in my mind. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I don't even think it was the the Bill Cosby show that put him at that level. I think because the Bill Cosby show was more for, and I'll be honest, it was more for the black community, right? I think the show or what he did that put him at the top was when he did kids said kids say the darnest thing. No, I think at that point he was already like he was already at the top and then he just did that. Like I feel like once you reach a certain level, you can do anything. So I think that made him go over, maybe for like our generation and stuff like that. You really think? No, I, I okay, for me, I think because you got to remember, he was interacting with kids from different households all over the country. And let's be real, he was dealing with white, black, Indian, Asian, Spanish, right? And those interactions were great to watch from all over. And I think that's when he became a true, true global icon. That's just for me. Like, I know that show didn't, like, probably make him the most money. But I think that's where, you know, people that usually don't watch him started watching him and then they started saying yo you know what let me watch a few episodes of the bill cosby show that's what i strongly disagree unfortunately i strongly disagree but like you're entitled to your opinion i just feel like the cosby show his nickname is the american dad so to me and that show went on for how many years too it went on for a while had how many spinoffs it only makes sense that like that's the show if a show goes on for like almost 20 years, I don't know if it was that long, but it seems like my whole childhood it was on. Like, that's a long time. But nonetheless, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, there was just one other thing that I really wanted to touch on. Um, did you see all the NBA hoopla about the coaching? Uh, Chauncey Billups. Oh, man. So Yo, this... This cancel culture is a it's it's a beast, Ron. It's a beast. It's it's sometimes like to be honest with you, when my friend sent me the clip, uh, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day, or it was yesterday, of uh, the questions at the press conference about like some allegations about 1997 incident for Chauncey. I was like, wait, what? Like, I had no clue that there was ever an incident. So then I was like, wait, what would that have like? It's just weird to bring it up. Like, okay, like he played in the NBA. He's an assistant coach in the NBA. That I've never heard that question brought up once. And then the day he gets a head coaching job, that is the first question that these guys want to ask him. Ron, it's not even. It's not even that he was a player and a coach. Ron, he worked for ESPN. ESPN is owned by Disney, so Disney had to have done their homework to ensure that okay, this guy is a good guy. Or else we'll get chewed up. Because we saw Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce was playing poker and he had girls in the Come background. <laughs> no, he was not playing just poker. <laughs> well, well, that's what we saw in the clip. And he got cut. So 
Disney slash ESPN, they don't play. They don't joke. So for Chauncey Billups to still be... Remember, he wasn't convicted. right? He was not convicted. Now, again, we don't know what happened that night. So I'm not going to say he didn't, he did or didn't. But it's one of those things we just got to go what we see on paper. Was he convicted? Yes or no. He was not. So why are we bringing up... And this is the thing that I hate about cancel culture. Why are we bringing up things that happened so long ago? Especially if there were especially if they're done and dealt with. Now, I know someone could say, oh, what about uh, racism? That happened long ago, but there's still there's still things being done today that it went in, uh, due to the fact that it started back then. So there's still effects of it now. But from my knowledge and from what I heard, there's no effects. It's just people bringing it up. So they need to really, like, let the man coach. Let the man, like, we should be congratulating him. You know, he had an amazing career as a player, uh, you know, even though, you know, he didn't win a ring with Toronto. But, you know, let's just, let's be happy for him and not tear down his moment. Like, I feel like this is like the whole Messiah Jury situation when he won the ring and the police officer won't let him go. Like, this is a big moment for him. And now they're taking it away. Like, the Met has a wife, too. And you're going to bring up these situations that's so disrespectful, to be honest. I think it is disrespectful, um, especially the fact that it was dealt with. Like, as I said, I never knew about this incident. You know, I, like 1997, I was a kid, so like I wouldn't know about this. Nonetheless, like to bring it up in 2021 at the man's, I guess, his introduction to the team. Like, if I was, at, in 1997, I was, what, nine years old? Dame Lillard is younger than me. Like, CJ McCollum is younger than Like, these people are younger than me. There's no way that they probably knew about this. You know, just to bring it up, it's just, it just seems so weird. But to some degree, I, I low-key think it's because Becky Hammond didn't get a job or didn't get that job, and she was the sec. It seems like she was the first runner-up. I feel like a lot of people are trying to push for her to become a coach now. So any coach that gets a job over her, it just seems like now is the time where they're just going to start looking for anything and reaching. Because um, she was not, it didn't seem like she was in contention for Indiana. And then, no, she like, wasn't. So then, and then D'Antoni, like, well, this man's been fired how many times or relieved of his duties, whatever you want to say. How many times? And he was number, I guess he was the second runner up. There was no commentary about him, but uh, I don't know, man. This is like everything now is just becoming like more than it needs to be. Like it was dealt with. It was in the past. Most people don't even know about this. Now we're hearing about it. Okay. Now we know about it. He still got the job anyways. It's not like he's, if he did something recently, then that's fine. Like that's open for discussion, but. That to me kind of like, you know, irked me because it just seems like no matter what you do, somebody is always trying to tear you down a bit. Yeah. And they're even going after Damian Lillard. And then now because of all that, you hear in all these trade rumors uh, because he's stating that he's not happy with the coaching pick. Let's be real. He wanted either Kid or Billups. Kid stepped out. So Billups was the next best option. But like, you guys, the man did something. He's been a good 
person ever since. And again, we don't know if it did happen or did not happen. So let's move on. Like, like I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna be an adult right now, right? I'm gonna be an adult, Ron. Pepe Le Pew. Me, I was, you know, the things that he did on. Remember, I watched Looney Tune, right? I I love Bugs Bunny and all of them, right? I personally feel like he shouldn't have been canceled, but I understand why. He's a bit rapey. Huh? He was a bit rapey. When I was a kid, I always thought, like, this is weird, man. Like, running up on a girl and just kissing her, that's, that's kind of weird. Like, it, no, no. <laughs> trapping no, it, her, it's it, weird. It, it is, but, like, you got to remember, at that time, nobody looked at it like that. Everyone just looked at it as a, ha-ha, hee-hee, it's a cartoon, right? But, you know, you have to think of it as if one person takes that literal, one kid or even an adult takes that literal, then that one other individual is going to have to deal with a lot of pain. And you don't want that to happen, even if it's just one person. So I understand why that person was canceled, because it's still going on. Like, if you show Pepe Le Pew, you're going to see him running after people and hugging and trapping and kissing kissing and all that it makes sense but in this situation come on just let the man do his job and what's really going to hurt is portland is the way this team is constructed right now they're a second round exit so anytime they do any when they don't exceed expectations and their expectations should not be high to be honest um there's just going to be a lot of uh criticism on Billups part and I, I it sucks to be honest. And that that goes to my next point. I don't think Becky Hammond would have like truly wanted to coach his team. To be honest with you, her as a coach in the NBA, I think it's gonna be challenging. It's kind of like uh the whole argument with like black coaches. Like the majority of the league is black. Not all the coach like I think the minority uh, there's a minority amount of coaches that are black. So we see with a lot of those coaches, they don't typically get long leashes, you know? And they don't typically get the best teams. In this situation right now, the way that the team is going, I feel like their first or second round exit, I feel that Damon Lillard is possibly going to get traded this season or in the next. So, like, for her to have this as her first coaching job would not necessarily be the greatest opportunity for her because when she struggles, she is going to likely get fired. And to be completely frank, I, like, from all the stuff I'm hearing now, I do feel that, like, whoever hires her is going to have to give her a long leash just because of all the potential backlash that they may get if they hire her. I low-key feel that nobody really wants to hire her for the, all the drama and antics that may ensue to follow. Ron, I agree with you one billion percent. One billion percent. It's just, yo, you can... The thing is that I do think for Becky, I think she should take any job she can get. Right, any NBA head coaching job, take it if it's it don't matter where, even if it's here in Toronto. I don't think she's gonna get one anytime soon. I I I don't think so too. I just think I don't. You remember, yo, Ron? I watched the I watched the WNBA. Right when she played on San Antonio, 
she was a legend. She was one of my favorite players. Her, Diana Taurasi, Candace Parker, oh man, Sue Bird. Oh, like that was my dream. Those were my four. Uh, Nolan. Um, oh my goodness, those those guys were amazing. And she was an amazing point guard. Um, so she knows her basketball. So let's check mark that off. And she understands the grind. And a lot of the coaches in the NBA who were never a player, they don't under they don't have the experience that she has. But just like what you said, you you hit it on point. All of them antics. Because people are gonna look at people are gonna use Doc Rivers for an example. Doc Rivers had so many opportunities and he failed. He failed. You know, he has the most, uh, I think he had three or four three-one leagues and blew it. And he still is constantly coaching, coaching, coaching. So they're going to chew. They're not like, uh, it's, it's a big, big risk. And it sucks because she, she deserves it to be honest. She, she deserves really, really a coaching job. She's been an assistant for what? It, it feels like forever. Like she should, I, I think she should get an opportunity. I just don't think that many people are going to want to give her that opportunity like I said, because of all the stuff that's coming with it. it it's, it's unfortunate, but it seems like a high possibility. And on top of that, if you're the first person to fire her or let her go, that's a whole different thing that you have to deal with. So it, it almost seems like a double-edged sword, you know? You're going to have all these antics that you're going to have to deal with. Players are going to have to listen to it all the time. Like, it's just like, man, she's a coach. Leave it be. And then if the coaches are like she's or the organization is like she's not doing her job, can we just let her go? No, it's not going to be that simple. There's just so many moving parts when it comes to this. Like, I've had this discussion with many people before. I ultimately feel like right now I understood why men were coaching in the WNBA. I feel like slowly, as more and more women get into coaching, they should start phasing out the men in women's sports so that the women can, you know, run that stuff, man. Like, they're capable. If Becky is doing this in the W or in the NBA, she can definitely do it in the WNBA. But, like, why is it that it's looked at so taboo for her to do it in the NBA, you know? So, until they iron that stuff out, if they don't want to hire her for whatever reason, then, then all the men in the WNBA should leave. 100%. I'm, I'm, I just want to say this one last point. Um, Ron, we got to look at it in the real world, too. When it comes to, I know we're, I'm going to talk about America, uh, the U.S., um, the election between um, Hillary Clinton and um, Donald Trump. Look at all the negative news that came out about Donald Trump, and he still won. Because at the end of the day, nobody wanted, no, no, I'm not going to say nobody, majority of people rathered a man in power than a female in power. We look at corporations. Who's the head? Who's the head honcho? Majority of men, I'm a male, right? They don't want females at the top. I don't know why, right? If you could do your job, you could do your job. But the world that we live in, when it comes to being number one, they're just not a huge fan of having females. I think it's really weird. Um, you know, it does need to change. It really does need to change. But it's just something we see in every day, you know. You go inside a you go inside a mom and pop shop. Can I speak to the boss? 
it's the husband, not the wife. The wife is, hey, uh, I'll let you talk to my husband. Um, so they need to really figure this out. I don't know. Maybe the NBA needs to give a team an extra incentive to hire her. But then, then you know that that's going to be a whole other thing. Because then if you give incentive, then it's like the black people are going to argue because the what was the incentive there? You know what I mean? I don't, I, I don't, I don't think the black, sorry to cut you, but I don't think in, the, in me being black, I'm going to actually say it. But I don't think a black person should complain in this situation because as a female trying to be a head coach, just imagine Becky Hammond coaching a Kevin, like the Brooklyn Nets team. Just, I know, just imagine that. Like, she's more at a disadvantage to be a head coach than a black man being a head coach. Let's just be real about that. So, like, she's a major minority. So, there should be an incentive. But then you have to pander to her, too. Like, in that situation. Because, like, if there's already that imagery or that view that that's how it's going to be, then it... It's gonna like it's gonna be noticeable, you know, and then people are gonna be like, "Why don't you extend this type of opportunity to other people?" Like that's that's the thing. Like now, the way that it's looking, it's gonna open up a whole different set of conversations that we may or may not want to have. True, but I think because it's the first one, I think you need to really put more energy and an emphasis on it, and then down the road when it becomes a norm, you can remove that incentive oh man mike i i used to think like that but i i tend to feel that once you start opening up the door you can never close the door you know you can never take away things you can only give you could take away but there is going to be um, serious backlash exactly but yeah we went a bit long today thank you guys again for listening to the knowledge and nonsense podcast jeez episode un or no it's dodici <laughs> this guy i thought you were a top italian come on Ron. bro no that was like in 2002 that was a long time ago but um oh ron before we leave i have a gift for you what i wanted to do it at the beginning of the episode but i'm not so yo ron uh i found a new passion what country music Bro, I don't need I don't need anything. Just send it to me next week, yo. I, I like I'm All not right. trying to listen to this stuff right now. I got things to do, people to see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a link. And you're gonna bump <laughs> some music, you guys. I guarantee you, next episode, Ron's gonna have a cowboy hat. He's gonna have the 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 wheat the, or some, <laughs> the wheat in his mouth. He's gonna be like, hey y'all, just watch twenty bucks. Watch. I'm gonna give Ron a few tracks, and you'll see. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to rate, subscribe, follow, like, you know, do all that good stuff. Follow us on Canon Podcast and on Canon Pod on Twitter. Thank you guys. One love. One love. Ooh.